Massa City Council meeting for Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. We have in attendance with us the following state officials. Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry, Safety Service Director Barb Sylvester. From the Engineers Department, Jason Popeil. Law Director Andrew Scazza. Economic Development Director David Maley. Income Tax Budget Director Lori Borland. From the Health Department Commissioner Terry Argent. If you'd like to follow tonight's meeting, the agendas are over on the wall. Please help yourself. I'd also like to remind you if you have a um, cell phone set to mute or vibrate. Line number five on the agenda is where the public can speak on any items that does appear on tonight's agenda. And then again under number 17. Samantha Waters is here for me in the audience. Uh, number 17 is where the public can speak on any items that did not appear on tonight's agenda. Roll call. Kramer? Present. Gray? Here. Alter? Here. Hermione? Here. Lewis? Present. Lindman? Here. Lombardi? Here. Starrett? Here. And Therrett? Here. Roll call, nine present. Thank you all present and accounted for. Councilman Halter? If you all join me in George first.
anyone from the audience may come forward and speak on any topic that does appear on today's agenda. If you wish to do so, please state your name, address, topic you wish to discuss. My name is Bonnie Paul, and I am in Gregory's Gallery, Maslin 10, Lincoln Way East. I also reside in Maslin at 455 Tanya Avenue, Northwest. And I would like to make a comment about the sidewalk obstruction ordinance that you'd like to change that I really think it needs rewritten, re-looked at, um, not having anything on the sidewalks from December 1st through March 1st is not good business. Um, I don't know why somebody wants to put that in there to kind of restrict us from putting something on the sidewalk. We don't hinder people walking through, and if you look at the last couple of years, in December it was 60 degrees. So I, I just think that um, people need to look at this and do a rewrite or a revamp because I don't think being fine for having something outside your business to promote your business is good practice. That is um, all I have to say right now. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. If you would sign the paper in front of you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Hello, Bill Weaver, 28 Inch of May East, downtown Maslin. My question about this language for the sidewalk construction thing I have giant flower pots outside my flower shop. There's nowhere for them to go. That you're saying that those have to be moved. And because it says anything outside of the sidewalk has to be for sale. Those are not for sale, they're a decoration for the store. Will I have to move them every day? That's impossible to do. The same as we put out um, temporary signs, you know, those little signs that then slide on letters that says, like, what the special art should call. Or if we have something real special, something at the flower shop, those things tend to stay out, or at least they're brought closer to the building. They're not necessarily out in the sidewalk all the time. But if the whole thing was to either clean up downtown of things that people thought were unsightly sitting outside of stores, that's one thing. But if, if the language is vague like it is in this, then it means everything. So is it? Is it everything? Is it not everything? There needs to be some, this language is not good. It needs to be rewritten to specifically say things, you know, because a lot of it's open to interpretation. And that's not necessarily a good thing for the downtown businesses who suffered enough without having to deal with this. Plus, when this was originally um, talked about a long time ago, it was to clean up the sidewalks, but then it was added in there that, well, to make the sidewalks safe and to plow the sidewalks and that kind of thing. We well, dropped all that back onto us. The city's not doing anything. So why would they want to restrict anything on the sidewalk? It doesn't affect that. It affects us personally. So if we have something on the sidewalk and we have to shovel around it, too bad for us. It's not nothing to do with the city or the council or anybody else because you're not doing anything for us. You're not doing anything. And we're there to protect them, and we're not going to damage the sidewalks. But we also should not be um, demeaned or 
restricted as to what we can or cannot do in front of our shops. That was the whole reason for things that we did, you know? Um, and like the, like the car show, like Smiley sets up outside in front of their restaurant to sell the pizza the next day. The Sugar Bowl would do the same thing, probably. Um, you know, those things would be out there after hours, after business hours. So again, we need some better explanations, I think, in this. It's very vague that way. And I think it could harm some businesses. Thank you. Mr. Weaver, as you know, this is not a question and answer period, but however, when that ordinance comes up, perhaps some of the council can raise your questions. That's fine. Thank you. I'm Peter Hitt Career at 227 Boyd Avenue, Southeast Madison. Yeah, I'm here to speak on ordinance number one, 2020, in regard to the Duncan Plaza project. I think uh, it will not only help uh, the citizens, but I think it will help the downtown merchants. Because not only can you have the concerts there, but you can have other events, weddings, other kinds of things, uh, parties and different things all year round. And it's certainly uh, not only got to help the city, maybe with the tax base, but also the downtown merchants who uh, have suffered here for the last four or five months. So I think the Duncan Plaza project that the uh, mayor put forward is a way to go that support that 110%. Thank you, Mr. Burr. And on behalf of council and myself, congratulations on your nomination to distinguishes. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Seeing none, we will then introduce the ordinance and resolutions. Ordinance number 8, 2020. And ordinance amending chapter 521, Health, Safety, and Sanitation of the codified ordinances of the City of Massimo, Ohio, by repealing ordinance 521.04, sidewalk obstruction, damage, or injury, and enacting an amended ordinance 521.04, sidewalk obstruction, danger, or injury, and declaring an emergency. Councilman Hawker. First reading, Madam President. Councilman I'd like to request that um, perhaps a discussion period be permitted either this evening or if it is under a, a committee meeting that we be permitted to have more of a, a dialogue, not only amongst our council members, but also with some of the business owners. I know we have a few of them here this evening, but I've been contacted by others as well who have concerns about the issues that are um, in this requested ordinance. Um, and I'm happy to, to put them on record now, or if it's something that we could do uh, as a as Discussion period that would be fine with that as well. Councilman Hunter? Uh, Mrs. Whitman, I was going to uh, bring that up under reports and committees. Uh, I'm going to request that we have a, a meeting Monday at 6 o'clock on this issue. That'll be Monday the 27th. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That would be fine. I'll go ahead and keep these issues to discuss at that meeting. Okay, ordinance number 
2020 has received first reading. Ordinance number 9, 2020. An ordinance authorizing the auditor, the mayor, and the president of the health department board of the city of Massimo, Ohio, to enter into a contract with Local Government Services, LGS, to compile the basic financial statements for the city of Massimo Health Department for the financial year in December 31st, 2019, and declaring an emergency. Councilman Gray. Thank you, Madam President. This is a piece of legislation that we talked about in, uh, in uh, our committee meetings and also it's a standard contract we deal with really manually with the local government services to compile basic financial statements. So unless there's objections or questions, I plan to bring this forward to for our vote. Anybody have any questions? Seeing none, I may move that we suspend rules requiring three readings and bring ordinance number 9-2024 for vote. Second by Councilman Stair, vote call for suspension. Greg? Yes. Alter? Yes. Hearn Kane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. And Creamer? Yes. Nine yes for suspension. And for passage. Alter? Yes. Hearn Kane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. And Greg? Yes. Nine yes for passage. And then third ordinance number 9, 2020 has passed. <coughs> ordinance number 10, that we mentioned in 2020. 2020 passed. Sorry. Okay. An ordinance authorizing the director of law of the city of Massimo, Ohio to enter into a one year agreement with the village of Bristow, Ohio for the purpose of Massimo Law Department to provide prosecutorial and legal services to the village of Brewster, Ohio, declaring an emergency. Yes, this agreement will um, have a value of $12,300 that Brewster will pay um, towards the city of, to the city of Maslin. Um, for those legal services, we have similar contracts with other communities around us that are within the court district. Are there any questions or discussions this evening? Councilman Yes, I guess I was looking at itself and I didn't see where there was a particular number of hours that is um, that this $12,300 makes up. Can I request to know how many hours are typically spent um, not only on Brewster's contract but I know we have several others uh, as to how many hours the law department is spending to collect the $12,000. Thank you. 
derived for our services. That was derived from what the past um, past prosecutor that they used that they contracted with. That was the figure that they used, and we went back and was discussing um, back at the end of 2018. Their cases have pretty much remained the same, um, so we based what that previous prosecutor um, did for that case that were based on that. So, and the cases have pretty much stayed the same, I guess, temporal-wise. Do you have a, a like per hour fee? I guess I would like to see in this type of a contract $12,300 up to X number of hours or X number of cases. I hate to see a case that would take a significant amount of your time have to be spent in Brewster. <coughs> each of your hours are worth a certain amount of money and a certain amount of dollars. And if that's not written in here, we may not foresee an issue that would come about that would take several, a lot of hours, a lot of billable hours, if you will, and they're only going to be charged $12,000. Well, no, you're not going to see an hourly rate in there or a charge by case. Um, when we are prosecuting cases, I mean, again, the cases vary in how involved they are. Um, I can tell you, again, 2019 being the first year that we were under contract with Brewster, we didn't see a spike in the number of cases. Um, in talking to the prosecutors, they didn't feel that they devoted you know, any more time to the prosecution of those cases than they would at the run-of-the-mill type of Jackson or very Township cases that they got. If that would become an issue, then we could always reevaluate that in the next year's contract. Um, but with any criminal prosecution, you know, it, it's very difficult to say that we've put in too many hours, so we're no longer going to prosecute the case. That's that's not how we operate. So, like I said, in reviewing the contract for 2020, we didn't see a spike in cases. We didn't see. Um, you know, that any of their cases that we devoted, you know, much more time than we did to any of the other communities that we contact with. But if that would become an issue, then those would be conversations that I could have um, with those village solicitors to let them know that in the next year, you know, we're either going to have to up the contract or renegotiate it. I just look at this contract as a, a, a similar to uh, OHM, where they have dedicated what, 16 hours or 20 hours. It used to be 16, now it's 20 hours per uh, week to um, adhere to the contract. That way, if it's more than that, then there's billable hours thereafter. So I guess I would think that this type of a contract, or maybe these types of contracts, not just with Brewster, but with the other municipalities, maybe should operate the same way. But you're making quarterly payments on this contract, or they're maybe making quarterly, they're payments, making quarterly payments to us. So maybe to have um, a certain number of hours um, and or cases, whatever you would think would be best suitable for this type of contract, actually be um, part of the contract. And then anything thereafter have a billable hour. That way, if it falls at something out of the blue that wasn't expected, then it wouldn't take a significant amount of your time that could be spent um, with your own, with our own legal business. Just a thought. And that's something that we can consider for next year's contract. Anyone else? 
Turncane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Marty? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Kramer? Yes. Greg? Yes. And Halter? Yes. Nine yes, four suspension. Ten for passage. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Kramer? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. And Turncane? Yes. Nine yes, four passage. And for ordinance number 10, 2020 has passed. Ordinance number 11, 2020. An ordinance authorizing the Director of Public Service and Safety of National Ohio to exercise the option to renew the engineering contract with OH and advisors for the years 2020, 2021, and 2022, and declaring an emergency. Councilor Lewis? First reading. Thank you. Ordinance number 11, 2020 has received first reading. Ordinance number 12, 2020. 11, we just got first reading. Good evening. Uh, yes, as presented by uh, Chief Burgesser at the uh, work session and the letter that he did include the documents, um, the vehicle did not come in on time, so the money was in its budget, so the auditor, auditor's office and myself told him that we'd have to put the request back in. He did have a copy of his budget with him that evening, and it, it was included with your packets. So it was in his budget for last year, but again, then it just the funds rolled over because the dealership won't actually go back on the unemployed state. It'll be dated 2020. Anyone else? Okay, thank you. Yes, I make a motion. I'm suspending rules required three reading for your ordinance number 12 at 2019. For 2020, I'm sorry. Second by Council and Sierra. Roll call for suspension. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hurricane? Yes. And Lewis? Yes. Nine yes for suspension. And for passage. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hurricane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. And Littman? Yes. Nine yes for passage. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Ordinance number 12, 2020 has passed. Ordinance number 13, 2020. 
and orchestrating certain appropriations from the unappropriated balance of the 1203 Community Development Block Grant Fund for the year ending December 31st, 2020, and declaring an emergency. Councilman Lewis? The total of this ordinance is an appropriation for $111,381 or $351,000. I just want to thank all the council members who 
Anyone else? Councilor Lewis? I'd like to make a motion to suspend the rules requiring three readings, bringing the resolution number 3 2020 forward for a vote. Second by Councilman Gray, roll call for suspension. Halter? Yes. Herb Jane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Litman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. And Gray? Yes. Nine? Yes. <coughs> Passage. Herb Jane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. Greg? Yes. And Halter? Yes. Nine yes, four passage. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Resolution number three, 2020 has passed. Resolution number four. A resolution commending Dave Bourbon as a member of the City Council of the City of Massimo, Ohio, and declaring that he works. Councilman Lewis? Yes, I'd like to make a motion to spend the rules of the three rings. Remember, resolution number four, that 2024 for a vote. Second by Councilman Gray. Councilman Gray, roll call for suspension. Lewis? Yes. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Freeman? Yes. Gray? Yes. Halter? Yes. And Hermitane? Yes. Nine yes for suspension. And for passage. Littman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Barrett? Yes. Freeman? Yes. Gray? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hermitane? Yes. And Lewis? Yes. Nine, yes, four, passed. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Resolution number four, 2020 has passed. Resolution number five, 2020. A resolution condemning Halton Hansen as a member of City Council of the City of Massimo, Ohio, and declaring an emergency. Councilman Lewis? Make a motion to suspend the rules requiring three readings in resolution number five, that 2024 for a vote. Second by Councilman Scarrett, roll call for suspension. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hurricane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Edlin? Yes. Nine? Yes. Four suspension. And for passage. Starrett? Yes. Starrett? Yes. Creamer? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hurricane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Litman? Yes. And Lombardi? Yes. Nine? Yes. Four passage. Thank you, Madam Resolution number 5, 2020 is passed. Resolution number 6, 2020. A resolution amending Jason Harris as a member of Madison, of the member of City Council of the City of Madison, Ohio, and declaring an emergency. Council Lewis? Make a motion to suspend the rules requiring the reading resolution number 6, 2020, for a vote. Sent by Council Gray, roll call for suspension. Barrett? Yes. Freeman? Yes. Greg? Yes. Walter? Yes. Hunkane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Litman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. And Starrett? Yes. Nine. Yes. Four. Suspension. And for passage. Freeman? Yes. Greg? Yes. Halter? Yes. Hunkane? Yes. Lewis? Yes. Litman? Yes. Lombardi? Yes. Starrett? Yes. And Barrett? Yes. Nine yes, four passage. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Resolution number six, 2020 has passed. I would also like to echo Councilman Stair's um, remarks. They indeed great news. Paragraph number seven, unfinished business. Yes. 
and they gotta have the equipment to do a job. So we need to get this certification there. Yes, I'm sounding alarm. As I said, yes, I've been to the salt and ER. They're wonderful people, but again, they can't do too much if they don't have the necessary vital equipment certification. So our lives depend on it. The Nassau City Council. Every one of you in Nassau City Council. You live in Nassau, right? They been here, even if you don't. Know there's some people from Brewster that I think go to that Altman ER, Nancy. And so we got to get these people, we got to get this Altman ER. We got to get them up to date, we got to get things going there. Because somebody you depend on is going to die unless we get these drugs things going to the Altman ER. And that's, that's what I wanted to say. And uh, I, again, I'm going to give them a lot of kudos for that because it was great at the Altman ER. But I want to get us our start getting our certifications on and on and on. Not just keep it as it is. And I think one of the things the mayor said was stroke. I think you said that you had to have something there for stroke. But I'm not so sure we have this. And I'd like to get it to mass up and talk to the residents here. Thank you. Thank you,
were open again. It's because they fly through downtown so quickly, or they're, or they're still uh, avoiding downtown. They're going around, you know, like they did before when the road was closed. But we really need to address this light pattern downtown that they can't fly through down there so quickly. One, they're not seeing the businesses that are there. Two, it's dangerous for the people. And it's really dangerous if you cross over, you know, the little the crack in the middle of that uh, postal place there, that little, you gotta do this, do this, do this. It's really dangerous if you get caught out in the middle of the crack out there and the cars are flying. A uh, car almost got me the other night. So I just want you to think about that and maybe think about changing that light pattern a little bit just to make it safer and to slow the traffic down. I know some people are really getting mad about it, but it's really a good idea. Okay. If I may address that as well, Jason, do you want to come on up? Um, we are addressing that issue, and actually the crosswalk there, the pedestrians have the right away. Um, so Jason, would you go ahead and talk about the, the timing of the lights, sure, it please? Is, it, is our intent. it is our intent to have those lights out of time, so it's not so just what you just said. Um, right now, the interconnect is not hooked up. We are working with the city uh, safety department to get a better power source there. Um, and what that will do is that we'll get those two lights um, out of sync with the other ones, so we will be stopping traffic at least in, as they go through the downtown area. Um, and that's just a power source problem that we're working on right now. Um, and that will be, we're doing, we are going back occasionally and resetting the timer, the lights so they are out of sync. Um, I know sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't, but we, we are aware of that problem too. Okay. Council there. I've got a question while you're up there. Somebody asked me today exactly that. Um, because there's no posted crosswalk signs there, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it's there. Mm -hmm. about that, that little cutaway in post. In Midlock? Yes. Midlock. Oh, the word crosswalk signs there. Is there not? No. No. No, there's not. Okay. So, okay. You know, is that something that should be more right away? Yeah. You're right, if you know it's a crosswalk and, and you see somebody there, you're going to stop. And so you know the purpose of having it divided boulevard is to only cross the road half at a time. So you don't have to be by bus. You can stop midway and wait for that. Okay, yeah. My, my, other name, one, there, my yeah. name is John Rose. There is, there, is, there is a sign there. Maybe it was put in after you saw it. Oh, just the one that was put in. That's, that's just what I was going to say. I watched them put up the real bright neon green ones with the people walking across it at the uh, postal place. There is signs up. Thank you. project considered finished then, other than a couple of things? Um, yes, it's considered substantial. There is a process, um, which is where we go through, the city goes through with the um, inspecting group, and we come to write a list of things that need to be addressed. For example, the bricks that are popping up, and chip bricks that were installed are against the plans, so we would mark those, and they would have to come back and do that. Um, we're in the process of preparing that list now, and we would expect them to return to address these punch list items um, once the weather breaks, um, and it won't 
fact, we won't have any closures during this repair process. Um, and there's a large retaining shell on the final payment until that's complete. Okay, the reason too is if you turn right on First Street onto Erie, and if you don't make a wide enough turn, you go over that curb and clog down. I've done it twice now. And the third time I went around, if there is a car in the turn lane at Erie, you won't be able to turn that lane without going over that curb, the bump out. The bump out, to me, sticks out way too much. That it just, not, I have a, as I have an escape, so I don't have a big car. Tell me what the turn was again. It, it's from Lincoln Way on to Erie, turning right on Erie. So you're going east, westbound on Lincoln Way? Yes. West on Lincoln Way. To North Erie? To North Erie. Oh, look at that. And it just, you go right off the curb, and any of the handicapped people, they'll be up on the curb. So I know that a couple of my customers have been on the curb. All right, I'll check so, into that for you guys and to ensure And also, time. why aren't there trash cans out? Um, we, are gonna have, we are going to be installing or putting out the old trash cans for now. We do have new ones, but until the project is fully complete, okay. we'll have Okay, and I just have a comment. I loved it. I, I supported the streetscape project from the very beginning, but September when it wasn't done, I gave it another month into October, and then it actually didn't get open until January, and a lot of people, even a couple of weeks ago when I was sitting at IHOP over in Canton, they said to me, um, I'm so glad you finally opened back up your business. Now we can come down. And I'm like, but I never closed. And oh, the whole street, like, businesses didn't close because the street was closed. I mean, people are totally bright at times, and I get that. If uh, everybody didn't need signs, I wouldn't have a business, right? So people don't read, and I get that. But um, from October until January, when the project is considered complete or not complete, there, to me, should be a money issue that should come back to the city because those streets were not ready and open when the contractors did say they were going to be open. And I truly believe that you guys as uh, council should look at that and go, wait a minute, from September, okay, you gave them 30 more days to October and 30 more days till November, and it wasn't totally open until January. So I would think if I was a contractor doing your work and you didn't like that I took five extra months, four extra months to do the job, I've been fired. So just FYI, when you look at your contractors doing the work and we all understand that things happen and, and I get that, we all get that. But four months of being told it's going to open in a week, it's going to open in 30 days, it's going to open in a week, and it just kept going back. So I just wanted to say that I, I think you guys should ask for money back. They did not complete their assignment on time and did a really crappy job at the end of mine. I love the M. Don't get me wrong. I love the M in the road. But um, yeah, we have sinking bricks already and there's scuff marks already and when you turn the corner and, whoops, and, and uh, I did have an issue about the trash cans too with, you know, I don't mind picking up trash but it can get a little hairy sometimes, so thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. Madam President, just to make this really short, uh, if we change the rules on question and answer in our work sessions in 2020, are they the same from 2019? 
meaning that the mayor gets up and answers when we before they wouldn't, they wouldn't answer, whether it be Bart Sylvester, the mayor, Dave Bailey. Uh, are we changing those? And if so, I'd like to know for the record. No, I was going to make a comment about that. Okay. Right, and I appreciate the mayor answer because she answered. So, thanks, mayor. You answered my question. Thanks, Dave. Mayor, and thanks, Bart. However, I just tell you real quick. <laughs> uh, also, when you speak at number five, are you able to get up and speak at number seventeen again? Because I have a. Uh, just wanted to change that. Yes, mayor. Two totally different things. Two different things. Okay. Because I thought before you said when you spoke at number five, you put spoke speak at number seventeen the way I had it. It's on tape, but I just wanted to clear it up. Basically, I mean, here's what I have to say, uh, Madam President. Appreciate you letting me come up again. Thanks, everybody. I was eating at Smiley's today, my good friend, and uh, been in business and stuff like that. And coming down the streetscape, three or four big trucks, and I Smiley went back like this, and I went back like, whoa, those trucks were traveling at a rate. These, first off, I even thought, Ted, I thought that these places weren't going to allow these big trucks coming down here. The other people almost got hit. I did say, uh, about three seconds ago, I said safety's going to be a big concern, Maslin. You can go back and check for our streetscape. And I think we have a problem now with safety. I like them, folks. It's great. I ate there today, and I hope we get more millennials that are like the mayor ones. But I have concerns about these big trucks. Whoa. Well, and, and they're, they're trying to push these other cars out there. I, man, I drive a Kia Soul in one of those things that put me, you know, in the all the Maslin ER. So I'm just saying. Thank you, uh, Madam President, for letting me address that again. Thank you. Are we going to paint lines in the parking along Lincoln Way? You know the bump between the bubbles. Because the people, people don't park well. You know, and they, if somebody parks wrong, we only get two cars in there. If they park actually right, we get three cars in there. But maybe paint some little black, little white lines in there. Mr. Lewis and Shaden can say yes. Okay. And also, Larry just asked a question. I don't think you caught it. He asked about the work session. Is the public going to be allowed to speak during the work sessions? That's what he originally asked. And I'll give that to Mr. Lewis. He's in charge of the work sessions. Okay. Um, I've spoken to a couple of council members and believe that there will be an opportunity to do so. Um, what that looks like or when it is called upon has not been determined. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, James Thomas, 2443, Wittenberg Avenue, Southeast. And uh, I'm not going to ask for six minutes, even though I won't have time to get back up here for a second. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just we left that there. Uh, no, first of all, I just wanted to address council and also to fulfill the council rules that were established last year. I am a uh, candidate for state representative district 49, which does represent all of Massillon except for Ward 6. So I wanted to disclose that. However, I'm not coming as a representative, uh, as a candidate for representative. I'm coming as a taxpaying citizen. <coughs> And I have a couple of issues that I've been thinking about for a few months, and it came up again uh, a meeting or so ago. And one of them is how our city is perceived and how it's managed. I'm always talking about that. And I heard a comment months ago about if we don't accept this capital grant for Duncan Plaza, the comment was, we'll never get another capital grant from the state of Ohio. That is a lie. And the citizens of this city, talk about making citizens afraid, that is a lie. I don't care how you vote on anything. That is not true, and those falsities should not be presented to this council. That was not from council, but it was presented to council that way. In my opinion, as a taxpaying citizen, that's not acceptable. 
The next one is that the county is looking at us by the way we're behaving in Massimo as if we're little kids. That the county is looking at us. And they we have we have a black eye in their in their eyes of what we're behaving like. No, we're citizens, we're a council, we're a governing body, we're an administration that is talking out our differences and we're doing a great job governing. I think, in my opinion, much better than we have in some times past. So I called the county officials, I mean I, I get it. I don't have a lot of friends out there because I'm a little bit outspoken, but I do know county officials, and I spoke to them. And I quote, we do not have a dog in that fight. And I quote, we are proud of all of our communities in, in, in the county. Those are from two of the two elected county officials. And the third said, we are very busy running this county. We have straightened out this county over the last 10 years from the mess it was in. And we do not have time to get wrapped up in any city's business, whether it's Massillon, King, Alliance, or any other. So I really don't like the fact that when things are presented to this council, that passive bullying about we look like this, that's not from everybody. I talked to state officials. We are not going to lose any chance at capital improvement funds in the future. If somebody made a comment to someone about that, that's fine. But that's not fact. I'm not running for a state position because we're going to turn away dollars for Massillon or any place else. Somebody just slipped that in there. But we have got to learn to stop trying to bully each other, and I don't care where it comes from. It's not a bullying job. We, we deserve to talk about it. The citizens deserve to be heard. The council deserves to be heard, and they don't need to be misrepresented by what's happening in the county or the state. And I'm a little concerned about that passive bullying that's been going on in this council, and it's been going on for years. That's my opinion. Thank you. Anyone else? I got something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stick my head in there for a second. Jay David Magazine, uh, 1073, 32nd Street. Have we anybody heard anything from the Veterans Administration um, pertaining to offending? That's all.
Thank you. 